Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. You loved it when we spoke about COVID every single episode, and so the universe has decided that that's what we're going to do again. We called it last time. It's now day six of a five-day lockdown. Andrew, welcome to the new normal. Oh, man, it's like the twilight zone. It is incredible. Um, We could be worse. We were saying, at least in Victoria, we've kind of got a a way or a, a forward view out of this mess that we're in, but our friends north of the border in New South Wales are really, I think, started to experience what this whole COVID lockdown thing can actually turn into if you don't get on top of things. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's getting pretty nuts. They, they, they've, they've gotten, uh, from what I saw, 122 cases. And, you know, like I think you were saying that they still have 40 cases still uh, active in the, in the community. How is that possible? 18 months into a worldwide pandemic, how pro- people's only learning now that it's not a good idea to go out when you've got the sniffles. Yeah, well, the problem, that's exactly right. And that's kind of what I had been saying, you know, even when we were talking about something like Park Run, like I wasn't yes. eager to go into a place where there's crowds because, yes, we have a vaccine, but no, not everybody's had it. And just because we have zero cases doesn't mean that the thing's not out there. So people are like doing still the like there are just still people doing the wrong thing, unfortunately. Like, for example, uh, during the last lockdown, there were, my, my neighbors, they were, always have parties on the weekends. Like, first day of the last lockdown, actually, this past lockdown, too, first thing they do is they have a they have a party at their house. And I'm just like, do you know what? As long as people still keep doing the wrong thing, people are still going to lose money, lose businesses, lose lives, lose their livelihood. Like, I, I mean, my industry is so hard hit, like. I have not needed to work like in a long You're time. Lucky. Yeah. Now I kind of, because lockdown and the acting industry and the entertainment mm. industry keeps shutting down. I'm at a point where I'm like, I got to get me one of them jobs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. normally when I get a job, it's because I want to, and it's fun, but now I'm just like, wow, I need a job. Uh, like, is that, to- is it- is that still how you pronounce it? Is it still hard J with the job or have they changed the pronunciation? You're kind of in that sort of mode right now where you have to get back into that workforce. Yeah, what exactly? Remember your LinkedIn password. Right. I'm just like, I was on Seek today for the first time like in so long. And I'm just like, I haven't updated my like job resume in like three <laughs> years because yeah. I haven't needed it. It's, um, it's incredible. And I can't be sending out my acting resume because nobody's doing that right now. No, like no I'm, doing. I'm smack dab in the middle of a feature that I uh, that has been in the works for like a year and a half. And we started filming a couple months ago. That was a great paycheck. But yeah, that was only for those days. I still have a lot to film, a lot more paychecks coming, but we yeah. can't film right now. And I'm just like, brah. Yeah. It's I'm insane. In a, I'm, in, I'm in an industry. I have universal blood type. Doesn't that mean yeah. I should be able to get the vaccine so I can donate blood? I don't think that's the same um, as being like a super soldier or having like Wolverine healing properties. And we're into your other podcast that you run. I have <laughs> Wolverine is, claws, man. This is true. Um, bring it back to health and fitness. Um, you called it last time. Um, run Melbourne. One of the yeah. biggest running events uh, on the Melbourne running calendar cancelled this weekend. Put, they sent um, out the email, I think, this morning or last night. Which is what twenty thousand people probably. Some, yeah, it's Something it's like it's up that. there. It's up there. I mean, there's because there's what there's five k, ten k, half. They don't do a full. And uh, is there a 
smaller one for kids? I can't remember. It might have been like a kid's run or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. But you know that off the last couple of months we've had, they probably got their entries. Like yeah. it, everyone had kind of gotten over that whole, I don't want to enter a race because it might get cancelled. Everyone was feeling good. People were starting to enter races again. And now, hey, guess what? You've possibly got two entries now yeah. for when it actually happens again. I, I'm like worried about the Spartan now because it's like we're kind of creeping up. We're about a month out and yes. uh, God knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. So for everyone who's keeping an eye on races and training for events, I guess keep the faith. Um, but, oh, geez, it, it does feel like we've, we've seen this movie before. This is like when you when we were watching the last three movies of the Star Wars trilogy, and I'm like, I've seen this before. This is just the exact same thing with slightly different characters. And made this a is, little bit less good. Yeah, this is 2020 <laughs> part two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how are you going though? How's your training going? I know it's only yeah. been a hot minute since we last spoke, but yeah, this is kind of like the quickest that we've had a, uh, a, another episode since the last one in like months. Mm. I think that made sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. I, I went for my 22k on Sunday. Um, <clears throat> I broke the law. I went out for two hours and nine minutes. Uh, mm. I was going to finish it up on my treadmill after the two hour mark, but I was like, you know what? I don't, you know what? Who could like it's nine minutes if you, the police want to come and get me? And did like, you see anyone else whilst you were running around? Like in terms of like runners? Yeah. Uh, my yeah. my observation <laughs> it hasn't been as much as last time. Remember no. last time when we were in lockdown? It was like, like you could you, go out for exercise and everyone was out. Yeah, it's no, not it's like that this not time. Like that right now. I mean, maybe saw a couple people like walking their dogs and everything, mm. but no. Um, you know, yesterday I went for a. Uh, I'm starting to add kilometers before and after my intervals. So yesterday I did intervals and I'm starting to do slightly longer ones. So I did five, one kilometer repeats mm. at like four, 10 pace. And before I did, before that I did a kilometer. Then after that I did two kilometers. So I'll keep trying to up so, so I can just build kilometers into the week. Um, I'll do my 25 K this Sunday that I will probably, I will definitely, because I'm going to make sure that I go a little bit easier than I did. Not that I went hard for the 22, yep. but I did go at a more moderate pace than I would have wanted to just cause I wanted to get most of it outside. But this yep. weekend I'm not worried about it. I'll just do like a six, six fifteen pace and I'll probably finish up the last five K on the yep. treadmill. Um, and that's fine. I hate that, but you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm you know, obviously I'm back to home workouts. I, I, I got a banging back workout yesterday at, um, with just, uh, at Aaron's with just her pull-up bar. And oh, yep. she has like one of those cases with a, with a 20 kilogram dumbbell, you could take it apart, put it together and everything. Pretty good. You just got to be smart with it. You know, if it's too light, just go, go slower, that kind of thing. How's your back held up after your Affleck workout though? Is it feeling Good. back to normal? Yeah. yeah, it's it's feeling back to normal. Only like a couple of days ago though, like it was still kind of tight up until then. Uh, which by the way, everybody that's out on my Melbourne Superman YouTube. I saw that. Right? Yeah, yeah, bro. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that's that's about how I'm rolling. How about you, man? How are you feeling uh, with everything? Yeah, I finally got back into running this week. So mm -hmm. after having the two weeks off, uh, went saw my podiatrist uh, on the Monday and just sort of had a conversation with him about what I've been feeling over the last two days or so, uh, last two weeks or so. And it was pretty good. He said to me, yeah, it's always this case. I find like when you've got an injury or something and you go and you talk to a doctor or a specialist, they wait for you to figure something out. And then they turn around and go, Oh yeah, I, I thought that would happen. 
And I'm like, you couldn't have told me beforehand that, you know, two weeks into getting new orthopedic inserts, I was probably going to have a little bit of a regression in my heel because I was breaking them in. When I told him, oh, yeah, two weeks after I got the new inserts, I went out for a run and I had a bad run and it felt really bad. He was like, oh, that's not surprising. I'm like, it was pretty surprising to me. me. Yeah. Yeah. What the French toast? When when it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm crying in the bush because I think that my leg's broken because, you know, it hurts so much. It would have been good to know that that was a possibility beforehand, Doc. Yeah. is, we, he, is have, he like a, a running special? Like, does he focus on runners? He's, he's an athlete himself. Okay. So he plays football and he does running and all that sort of stuff. So he would think that he would have said yeah. something. But um, he just didn't mention it. But we had a bit of a conversation and he was like, you know what? If you don't want it to hurt when you're training for ultra marathons, probably don't train for ultra marathons. That, um, that, that other, makes sense. Yeah. Other than that, his advice was just, hey, listen, trust the process. Do the stretching. Do the spiky ball rolly stuff. Do the icing. Don't overdo it. Um, don't do anything stupid, but accept yeah. the fact that it, there is going to be some discomfort until the day you wake up and there's none at all. And as long as the pains are getting worse and worse and worse, you know, I think that was the whole thing was we often talk to people about exercising or pushing through pain and how yeah. that's not a smart thing to do and you yeah. need to stop. But his whole thing was this is you stop if there's pain, but is there really pain, Zach, or is there discomfort? And are you just hyper aware of the discomfort right now? Yeah. And I tell you what, that was almost like a bit of a liberating statement, which mm. was once someone who was you know, medically experienced in this told me that I wasn't going to do any long-term harm and that you know, it was okay to feel sore afterwards, but as long as it wasn't you know, crippling pain, that's right. kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it really gave me a little bit more confidence to get back out there. So um, I've done a couple more runs this week, you know, I'm going a lot faster than I thought I would. Um, you know, I'm already sort of, you know, doing five minute Ks um, on an oval, which I thought I'd take a while to get back to that. But my yeah. breathing and my my muscles are all feeling really, really good. Um, and then I'm just sort of, you know, as we sit here right now, I've got the phone, the little spiky ball going uh, on nice. my heel and I'm just rolling around on it. Uh, and I find that I often do that during the day. I'll be on calls and I'll be like, oh, I've been spiky balling for the last 45 minutes. And I'll look down and my heel will have like dimples like a golf ball on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't become really... permanent eventually. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep working at it. Like I'm just doing 5Ks, back-to-back days, take a day off this week. And then next week I'll start to increase. And I've got to build uh, up until October right now where at a certain point I'm basically doing like a beginner's marathon training plan. Um, Someone who's, you know, somewhat running training all the way up to like, you know, maybe doing one mid 30 K long run uh, a couple of weeks before the October Melbourne marathon in theory and, and go from there. Um, I expect I'll be able to go a lot harder and a lot faster than that when I actually get my confidence back, when I get my legs back under me. But right now it's, it's, it's pretty much okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, two weeks of, no regular exercise, but continuing yeah. to diet the way that I would normally do if I was training for an ultra marathon was not good. No, um, I was going to say, how much weight did you gain? <laughs> I, I probably put on about four kilos in two wow. weeks. Yeah. And, nice. and I, think I did weigh myself on a Saturday after a few beers the night before. So there was possibly a what little bit that? of that yeah. playing into it, a bit of water weight. But yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. I, I actually weighed the most I have weighed in the last seven years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, you know, just goes to show that even someone quote unquote training a lot, um, this COVID lockdown and this lack of movement eventually does catch up with you. So, yeah. And that's, that's the thing is that, you know, I, I always say it, you know, when people stop uh, working out nine times out of 10, they don't gain weight because they've stopped working out. 
they gain weight because they keep their nutrition the same as when they were working out and you can't, um, for you, I don't think it'll matter much just because your body is probably really efficient and it's just going through some, um, readjustment. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll bounce back pretty quickly. I, I know yeah. like, you know, six to eight weeks of being a little bit diligent, you know, cutting out all the cheap meals, except for like Friday nights, portion control. Mm. I'll be back to sort of, you know, my, you know, active weight. Um, yeah. So I'm not too worried about it at all, but uh, I, was, I was surprising how quickly it slipped out, to be honest, because I didn't feel that bad. Like I didn't visually, I felt okay, but the scales don't lie. It's so, kind of unfair sometimes. It is. Isn't it? Like yeah. you, <laughs> I, I hear it all the time. You know, you can be really, really uh, disciplined for months and months. One day is not going to kill it, but two days might. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, I'll tell you the exact same process because I sort of weighed myself the same. I always weigh myself, which is I got up and I had a shower and towel off and everything. I'm like, right, I'm going to look in the mirror. Oh yeah, that's looking all right. Not too bad. Step on the scales, weigh myself, look down, saw the number. And I did the <laughs> sound as I just sucked all the air in through my teeth. Cause I was like, Ooh, that's a Ooh. that's a number at the front of the number that I haven't seen for a while. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there? That's so, fine. yeah, walked straight out, told my wife, said, okay, we're getting down to business. Uh, so, yeah, it does happen. Mm. Uh, mm. I think we can all cut ourselves a little bit of slack, though, at this point. Um, you know, not too much, but, mm. you know, not to, you know, I've got a couple of clients that are like kind of struggling. And I'm just like, dude, just like, it's okay. Like if you if you yeah. screw up every now and then, especially now. It's all right, but you know, you get back to it and you just make sure that you have more good days than bad ones. And, you know, yeah, yeah. there you go. I think I've been screwing up since like uh, Great Ocean Road. Yeah. My, my biggest, my biggest piece of advice to people is. Thanks. What's that? Oh, I was just saying, I think I've been screwing up since mid-May at Great Ocean Marathon. Oh. So this is probably a wake-up call that the last six weeks have been a yeah, nice well, holiday. But yeah, the, yeah the, the biggest piece of advice I give to people is if you're going to screw up, don't do it two days in a row. Yeah. 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 But, mm. and, and, you know, it goes to show whatever advantages you take with training and equipment and everything, it, it, there's certain things that it can't negate. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of um, advantages and things that, you know, help people go above and beyond what they ever thought possible, a um, couple of interesting articles came out in the last week or so about yeah. our favourite topic, super shoes. Um, there was one article talking about should you wear super shoes every day, the whole logic being if super shoes are so good for you, and try saying super shoes a lot uh, in a repeat. You're going to hear that over the next couple of minutes, folks, and by the end of it, it's <laughs> going to sound like waves against the shore as I just go the whole way through um but but as a super shoe owner yourself andrew what have you thought about that article about wearing them every day they make you feel better they make you go faster i i would not advocate for wearing them every day here's the thing like i i really should do like a no-nonsense review on the vapor flies uh first of all wearability just just real quick wearability they kind of suck um (laughs) Like, especially the, 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 the first ones that I had, the, uh, whichever ones they were next percenters aren't so bad, but the first ones, they just are really uncomfortable. The next percenters, I think I said before on one of the other podcasts, the laces are rigid, like they're jagged, I guess, to stop them from coming undone. But when you're tying them and your hands are cold, that really, really (laughs) hurts. It really sucks. And it's really uncomfortable, but, and the laces are not long enough. You can't like, you know how you do the bunny ears and your thing. But yeah. one of the, the things come out and it's like you only have one bunny ear and it's like, what the fuck? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the laces aren't long enough. Anyway, 
Okay. Wow. Back to the question, which was, should you wear them every day? I would say no, A, solely for the purpose that they're not meant to last that long. They're you know, expensive. Yeah, they're, they're like $300. <laughs> Yeah. My Brooks, I probably get about four or 500 kilometers out of, which is mm-hmm. probably too much. But the vapor flies, you're probably going to be lucky if you get two, 250 kilometers yeah. out of them before everything starts to deteriorate. I wouldn't wear them every day because they're not meant for, they're meant for, they're meant to be a racing shoe. They're meant to be a PB shoe. And the other thing is, if you are wearing them every day, if, say best case scenario you have the funds to buy them every time your shoe wears out you're not really doing yourself a service because yes i mean how much can a shoe really help you right but Mm. if you believe the science they can help you you, they can give you two to three percent of your uh of your force back right which can make a difference of course um i do believe that there's a reason that i've pb'd in those shoes but you also want to get used to wearing at the very core of it, you want to have multiple shoes in your rotation anyway, so that your muscles are working different parts of your foot and different things are getting strengthened. Yes. But also it's good to wear, like, I will make sure that 80% of the time, like an interval run or a threshold run, I'm wearing my Brooks because I want to make sure in my own mind that I can do the pace without the shoe, like the vapor flies. So yep. It's good mental. It's good physical. I wouldn't, I mean, not just the vapor flies. I think most shoes, I would say, don't wear them on every run because a, you're not going to benefit B you're going to wear them at, wear them out even faster. Cause yeah. like, believe it or not, when you take like, say a 30 kilometer run on a shoe, it's not like you're going to wear that shoe the next day. It's going to take a couple of days for the shoe to recover yeah the, just the like foam us. needs to sort of uncompress a little bit i've, I've definitely heard that, that yeah. and i think your point about different shoes like the, the article that we um that we're referring to is on runner's world uh it was published june 14 2021 by a uh, uh, author called claire ward and the two main points that she talks about um one is variety is the spice of running so you wear different shoes and you rotate different shoes because e- each shoe has a slightly different wear pattern and it'll actually force different muscles in your calves and your ankles and your Achilles and your feet to work in different manners. And that builds strength. Mm. And um, the super shoes that have like the carbon plate and the super spring, they're going to constantly work the same muscle because they're optimized. And they might actually put extra strain on things like Achilles and ankles that you don't want on on every single run. Uh, and, And I love your point about you want to have confidence that you can do a run in a bog standard shoes then when you put on your fast shoes you're like oh now i'll go faster there's like a mental aspect there um, which is so awesome the other one is you don't always want to run fast that was recovery runs Mm, like i i when i saw that i was that's an interesting point because you don't want something that's going to encourage you to do fast runs every time yes so if you've got a super shoe that's you know, giving you the real heel toe action and you're up in your calves the whole time. It's really hard to do a cruisy sort of recovery run or a long distance run where you're chatting the whole time. So it's not what you want. So I think it's a, it's a really interesting one that even if you can, to your point, afford a super shoe every day, possibly not in your best interest to be doing that, which is great for all us poor people. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Nike buys me my shoes and that's not true. I wish it was. (laughs) Um, someone who can afford to wear a super shoe every day, though, and has an interesting perspective on what he would have done had he been able to wear them, um, the same bolt. Yeah. A little bit salty in the news this week about all the athletes who are going to be 
uh, wearing them at the Olympics in Tokyo if they go ahead, he says, sceptically, mm-hmm. because um, a couple of people are saying that his records could be beaten this Olympics. Uh, a couple of people looking really good form to, to break his records that have been there since the last Olympics or so. He himself has said that he reckons he could have done below 95 if he had some of these super spikes, yeah, which is, you know, what is that? 0.14 or one six of a second faster than he actually did. Yeah. And, but in that, at those speeds at that distance, that's forever. Yes. Yeah. It's enormous. Um, and I think if I, if I recall, he was saying something about the legality issues of whether he could wear the shoes or not. Yes. And it's just, it's just, it, goes back to that point is like how much of advantage is too much of advantage, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. They, they had, um, they, they were just banned. Like there was no option at all for him to do those sorts of mm-hmm. shoes when he was running. And then since then, Nike obviously pushed the boundary a little bit and figured something else out. But yeah, very, very interesting. I, as I was, um, I actually learned a little bit about the same because he was talking about why he, because everyone was like, oh yeah, sure. You're saying that, you know, you're basically just saying that. Um, you're saying you that. Had, you <laughs> say, oh, I didn't even mean that. Um, people are like, oh, that's just something that you would say to, to prove that you're the best. And he was like, no, think about it. If that technology existed, I possibly would have actually gotten more. He was actually quite a late bloomer to running. And he's saying he wasted two or three years um, of his you know, running career at the start, where if he'd known that this technology was there and he could have gone that fast, he might have been able to run faster. For him, it's unquestionable that he thinks that he could have done that in those super spikes. But yeah, we'll I never get, know. No, but you know what? It's just, I mean, it's just kind of when you think about it, sort of a silly argument. Yeah. I mean, because technology just by nature improves over the years. Like, you know, Roger Bannister could come back to life yeah. today and say, well, if I had... A, 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 any kind of Nike, like the Odyssey or something, just a basic yeah. Nike. Yeah, I could have run the form, uh, the sub four minute mile faster too. Like, you know, yeah. it doesn't Give matter. Will Chamberlain a pair of Nike basketball shoes now compared right. to the the flats he used to wear in those days, and see what he could have done. Exactly. Correct. So it's like hmm. any athlete at the cusp of new technology in terms of sportswear is going to is going to see either a return or a lack of return, depending on where they are in the spectrum of time as to when yeah. this stuff came out. It's like, yeah, do you know what? I can probably perform better with the, with the, with the shoes that are going to come out 20 years from now, but will I be able to run a, a, as fast as I can then anyway? No, because it's just, yeah. it's, you know, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, today's athletes have the advantages of what we know about recovery, nutrition, mm. sleep. You know, it's actually way more than the shoes. I'm I'm positive you could give someone from the 1950s a pair of these shoes and they would not be as improved as if someone sat them down for four weeks before a race and said, you know what? Stop smoking cigarettes. Stop going out drinking till yeah. 2 o'clock every night and get some sleep That's and right. see how it's, you perform. It's just Eat a vegetable. change. Like, I mean, how... The first elite marathoners were not running what they're no. running now. Not I mean, at all. I yeah. mean, that's why records, yes, records get broken because, I mean, it's a combination, combination of things over a course of 50, 100 years. It's, yes, it's recovery. It's, it's the equipment that they have. It's, 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 it's the, it's the uh, ability to train and, and the training equipment that they have, like, you know, uh, Babe Ruth doesn't come today and hit home runs like he used to because the pitchers, the pitchers weren't throwing the fire that they are throwing today back then. No, because there, I mean, 
you're right. The way that they trained was go out all night, smoke and drink and get yeah. up in the morning and do it again. Well, there wasn't many seven foot pitches in the day when Babe Ruth was playing, was there? Whereas no. now there's a heap of them. So right. yeah, it's completely different. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's kind of like a, like I understand where he's coming from, but it's just kind of like a moot point. It just doesn't, it's, you could say it about anything really. I he mean, just doesn't want his record to be beaten. Let's yeah, be well, honest. Yeah. Yes, I mean, would. that's fair. I mean, who does, yeah. uh, you know, but you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is my official stance on it wow okay let's let, <laughs> let, let's get uh, possibly a bit more of a definitive stance on the topic you messaged me earlier this week um talking to me about a controversy that has happened or is potentially going to happen uh the, at the olympics with a certain athlete um mm. take me through it because i think we've got a different point of view or opinion on this yeah okay so all right uh hammer thrower gwenberry she basically turned her back and on the national anthem as it was playing. Um, and she's getting a lot of backlash about it. Now, it's obviously not the first time it's happened. There have been athletes that have sat or taken a knee during the national anthem. But this one, because she's basically at the U.S. Olympic trials, the United States of America Olympic team trials, she is turning her back to the American flag and to the national anthem. And people are pretty pissed about it. Um, well, mm. some people are, some people aren't as, as the times we live in. And yeah, I was just, I was curious about your thoughts on it. Cause of course, coming off of last episode where we're talking mm. about, um, uh, <laughs> what did we talk about in the last episode? We talked about marijuana. Oh, right. Oh, I used Right. Am I high? Which which causes memory loss. You're right. I'm just like, I just totally had a mind blank. I was like, I know we talked about something. What the fuck? Your hell? face just did something funny. It did like this Jim Carrey sort of thing where it was just like, <laughs> I don't know what, what are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're coming off of that. Yeah. And I, I saw this and I was like, oh, let's, let's do a couple controversial uh, episodes and just get some. Yeah interesting chatter and yeah so i was just curious what you what your thoughts were so are, are you interested in my opinion because you think i'm political or because i'm australian and you know this is possibly more of an american thing or no i was just no. i was just interested because okay because I mean, okay so the way it stemmed uh, i had the conversation with my mom and we kind of both generally will have different opinions on a lot of different things um and it's, I have a funny relationship with my mom because sometimes she'll she'll have a conversation with me and I will fight her to my dying breath on the opposite stance. And sometimes she'll talk about that same thing and I'll agree with her. So it's like depends. <laughs> um, but this particular one, yeah, we were having a disagreement about it. She felt one way, I felt the other. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I wonder how Zach feels because Zach All is right. like my mom. You're right. Okay. Because I always disagree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so it's, it, you know, because... Recently, where I've seen examples of this most commonly is, uh, I think his name's Kaepernick in the NFL, the footballer, yep, um, yep. who was who was taking a knee, and then he was allegedly, you know, ran out of the NFL because he, no one, none of the team owners wanted to have him on his team if he was going to do that to the the flag. I've seen instances um, in the American basketball um, where they've sort of refused to come out of their locker rooms so they've stayed in their locker rooms and done stuff like that yeah. um, there was an example way back in the 90s um, of a basketball player by the name of his name was i think chris anderson at one point but he changed his name to muhammad Aluf rahim um, when he discovered muslim um, sure. and and at that point he stopped standing for the national anthem and sort of just sat 
on the bench with his jacket on. And this is in the dark, so no one can see that he's doing it. Um, but that became a big deal when it got out as well. Um, my opinion is I think if you want to protest um, or object to the singing of the national anthem as a symbol of something else, to my mind, it's like if you don't want to come out of the locker room and not, and, and it, you know, if you're not drawing, you know, maybe you're drawing attention to yourself by not being there, but you're also not distracting from the national anthem by being there, that's okay. Mm. If you want to be there, but you don't want to stand, but you'd rather take a knee or something, but at least you're facing the flag or something like that, that's okay. The turning your back on it just feels completely blatant. It feels like at that point you're making it less about, you're making it more about you and your protest than about, you know, it, it's okay for you to object to it, but you shouldn't be the center of the whole thing. Yeah. So you should do it in a way that doesn't attract that amount of attention. So I think she's gone a step too far, is my opinion, hearing the story as you tell it. Mm. Um, I don't know if she's come out with any reasons for why she would do it, but I can imagine that the multiple reasons that most people are protesting the national anthem at the moment, and I agree with a lot of those national anth- with, the, with a lot of those reasons. Yeah, but I don't think this is the way to go about it. I think this is actually undermining her message by making herself the centre of attention here, where mm. there's there's ways to show your disagreement or objection without being so blatant and so disrespectful to yeah. it. You know, if, yeah. you, if you're going to be that blatant and disrespectful, don't come out of the locker room. Okay. Just stay in the locker room and don't make it about you. That's, right. that's my two cents. Mm. Fair enough. Now, okay, so speaking of, you know, you'd mentioned uh, what, has she said anything? She, she did come out and say she was like, you know, she didn't do it because... She hates the country, uh, but she did do it as sort of like a, you know, of course, like a, a, a statement. And my kind of feeling. A statement about what? Uh, just that, you know, she loves her people. She thinks that sometimes she thinks that the Black Lives Matter sort of things that some people are saying, like. In terms of politicians are phony like they're not um okay heartfelt so she's she's basically just like you know what that i'm not trying to put words in her mouth but (laughs) what what it seems like she's saying is well they are making such a mockery out of this thing so what does the national anthem kind of even stand for anymore i guess Mm. and sort of the thing that got me thinking about it was and i don't know how you feel about this but you know uh, people are saying, well, if you want to represent the country in something like the Olympics, oh yeah, you should be respecting the national anthem, respecting the flag. My feeling is, yes, whilst I agree with that, the, f- the thing about America is the freedom of speech. And the thing that I see is, you can't really represent America without having the ability to represent the freedom of speech for which it stands. And if that freedom of speech includes turning your back or taking a knee or walking away, kind of that's what America is built on. Yeah, I can see that. It's kind of like our whole conversation last week, which is, if you're going to sign up for the Olympic team and part of the rules of being on the Olympic team is don't smoke dope and get caught before going to the Olympics, then if yeah. you get caught smoking dope, you're out of the Olympics. But I think what you're, and also what you're saying is 
if you're part of the Olympic team, then you've signed up to represent America as so you should celebrate everything about America and all that. I, I can see that. It, it does feel a little bit disingenuous that you want to represent your country, but you also don't want to um, stand for the national anthem. But, but wouldn't that be representing the country's stance on freedom of speech, though? Yeah, but the, the, you know, your, your ability or your opportunity to go to the Olympics is because of that country. So it does seem a little bit of, I'll take the opportunity, but I won't give thanks to the country. And but it's, feel, she's, if, she's, sorry, you go. I was going to say, she's, <laughs> she's, she's tarring all of the opportunities that she's yeah. been given by the country by turning her back on it. Where I'm like, that's making too big a deal about it. Like this, just, there's different ways to get your point across. Like, think about the most symbolic moment we have at the Olympics, mm -hmm. the two American athletes holding their fists up to protest for black yeah. rights. Yeah. Like, that was not disrespectful to the flag or the national anthem or anything. And trust me, they made their point so much that, you know, 50 years later, we're still talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. But it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it's just, I, I, I can't get past, like, yes, you can... I mean, respect for your country has to come with the like any third world country or say uh, not even third world country you mm. go to singapore you pull something like that you're going to probably get caned right um, yeah so the fact that she's able to do that is kind of a celebration of what the country is like it's and that's that's what i mean you can't i don't think my opinion you can't respect the country without respecting the fact that you have the right to say and do as you please. Yes, of course, you can't have freedom of speech without, there, there is consequence. Freedom of speech doesn't mean no consequence, of course. Yep. But I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a weird thing, right? It's like I'm representing this country. Yeah, but thank you, you for paying for me to go to the Olympics. Thank right. you for the accommodation. Thank you for the flight. Thank you for the free gear. But um, also, when they play the national anthem, I'm going to turn around and turn my back. It's interesting. Would she do that if she meddled? I I I, I feel like she would. She kind of has to now. She, yeah, well, she has to now. Hmm. Um, I mean, technically, she qualified, so I'm pretty sure she qualified. Um, so it's kind of like meddling, but it's it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. But you're also the country that's given me the right to do this. It's like yeah. this is this is what this country's built on. You can't say to me, you can only represent this ideal of the country, but you can't represent that ideal because we don't like that. But it's like, it doesn't matter. You put it in place. That's your, your, I mean, it's kind of like you can't have it both ways. Yeah, I, I get that. I think um, it's, it's, it's really interesting the way you put it that way. I actually hadn't thought of it. Uh, along those angles, which is this is actually the fact that they're able to do this is actually the biggest celebration of what the country offers them. Mm. Uh, I'm just kind of thinking, like, would they march in the opening parade? Um, would they wear the team uniform that has the Olympic flag, that has the American flag on it? Like, at what point do you think that your um, opinion about this one aspect of the country is so much that it overpowers everything else that it's offered. And I guess that's, um, that's the other thing is, so you get then then we go back into the rules, right? Like, mm -hmm. so the rules are, I guess, I, I imagine there's something in the rules saying that you have to wear a specific uniform. Yep. And then it becomes a question of, okay, so yeah, what is too much? Like, yes, I have the right to say no to the national anthem. That's my right. 
I don't know that there would be anything in the the rule book in the Olympics about standing yeah. for your country. But then you look at, all right, well, yes, now, now I've made the choice to do this, but I'm still going to wear the uniform. Hmm. And then, then it becomes, okay, well, if you don't wear the uniform, then you have to take yourself away from the Olympics. Completely. There must be a team charter or something that says you will not bring the country into disrepute. You will act in a way that's in accordance with, you know, uh, a good representative of the country and all that. But how stuff. how can you be a good representative of the country without representing your right to freedom of speech? Oh yeah, yeah. It was is freedom of speech the Fourth Amendment, or is that something like that? Or, or... I think that's like the first one. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Hold on. Shouldn't um, you know this? Don't you all have it tattooed somewhere on your body where you can, uh, you know, figure <laughs> this out? Like the Fifth um, Amendment's the right to no, the Fifth Amendment's the right not to incriminate yourself. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So yeah. the First Amendment is the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of press, all that stuff. Then it goes yeah. right to bear arms. God bless that one. Jesus Christ. Um, third one is restricts the quartering of soldiers in private homes, whatever. Then oh, I'm not going to say Who cares? Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but the, but the fifth one is, by the way. Um, Basically, the Double Jeopardy Amendment. Oh, okay. You ever see that right. movie? That's a good movie. I did, yeah. It's not um, a good movie, but it's a fun It's movie. not a good movie, but it's an interesting movie. It's, yeah. it's a movie where the actual description of the movie is better than watching the movie itself. Yeah. It's I, like, I wanted kind of like Alex Trebek to come out and be like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if the whole movie was just people answering in a quest. Everyone just asking each other a question. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is like, what is... Mm. I don't know. I got nothing. Does the you know, as an American, does the display of patriotism we have here in Australia around support around sport is it more or less than you're used to in America? And has your I, opinion on it changed since you've been here? I think it's different. I think I think it's kind of. I think there are things that Australia, in terms of sports, takes too far, like having a public holiday because of the. <laughs> footy is kind and, of, and because of a horse race and, we have yeah, two because public horse holidays race because when of there are, events when there which one were we talking about a couple months ago that is not actually technically a public holiday but it like should be um it's not anzac day that's obviously uh we were talking it was like it was like a military service kind of day oh remembrance day is that not a public holiday no it's not remembrance right. day is just the 11th the 11th yeah okay that to me seems like it should be more of a public holiday and then 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 basically the super bowl of the afl like hmm. who whereas could... my argument is america should introduce super bowl monday so that after the super bowl on a sunday everyone just has a day off you, you don't be... think that that's the case? <laughs> oh, <really>? an official <laughs> one do an yeah. official one not that it would mean anything for americans because you know your employment doesn't get you anything so yeah. um yeah ex exactly um, um yeah no, I think yeah. Look, I think I think the patriotism in sports here. I I think sports here are just much more. I don't know. It's like a different atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, people get intense in the states about certain sports, but that's like next level here. Like, I've not seen. I've been to pretty much every type of sporting event in the states that you can go to: hockey, baseball, basketball, football, all of them, um, all the major ones. And I've been to, you know, I've been to a couple of, I've been to like AFL matches here. I think that's it. But you, 
Yeah, I mean, you've obviously seen the hoorah that goes on at Anzac Day at AFL matches. Like at oh, that yeah. point, it's it's. But that's that's not that's a celebration of Australia and New Zealand and the sacrifices we made in war. Yeah. That's not necessarily a uh, you know a celebration of the country and a forgiveness of everything it's done. Right. I think the controversial Australian holiday at the moment is Australia Day, known as Invasion Day um, by the Indigenous population. Yeah, um, and, and you know that that's, that's like a whole other thing. It's like you know what? Ever like there's so many people, and this kind of I guess fights what I, my my uh, view is on. See, I trapped you. Well, it's it's like again. I mean, like. I will be the first to say, like, if I were in her position, I'm probably standing for the national anthem because I that's my choice. Mm -hmm. But I also have to take grievance with everybody who's trying to erase their history, erase this and that Mm. or, you know, throw things away because it was built on. Guess what? 300 years ago, I'm not excusing anything, but that's just what it was. And you can't be that pissed off about it because without that, you're not here. Without that, you're in England. Without that, you're not even born. Like, you can't just throw away history because, I mean, those who forget about history are doomed to repeat it, right? Is it a glamorous history? No. Is it filled with, you know, unlawful death and horrible things? Absolutely. But you can't continue to blame people today for the actions of people 300 years ago. It's just, it's not... I mean, it's not okay. That being said, do I respect your right to not, you know, stand for the flag when that flag was built on that? Of course I do. I absolutely do. Hmm. But it's like, also, you've got to figure out, all right, if you hate it that much. Then Why are you going to the Olympics? Correct. And that, hmm. that brings you full circle. Do I respect their right? Yes. Do I think she has the right to do what she did? Absolutely, because that's what the country is built on. But mm. I also think that if you and I don't think she hates the country. I don't. I'm not saying that she does. I don't think she does at all. She had a platform. She had an opportunity to speak out about something that was not working for her. Correct. And that's fine. That's what this thing is built on. That's what democracy is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are people like, OK, a couple of years ago when I think it was in Washington, maybe somewhere. Uh, not, not DC, but the state, you know, people, you're right. Yeah. Uh, people like uh, took their community and gated itself off and they declared themselves, quote unquote, a whole new country. And I'm like, what? oh, yeah, we get idiots doing that here in Australia. I'm yeah. like, Shut. Hmm. There, there has to be a middle ground. It can't just hmm. be, you know, our forefathers had slaves. Therefore, this country sucks. It's like you got to look at the time. You got to look at the time, you know, Mm. like I'm of Puerto Rican heritage, like Mm. my ancestors probably would have been slaves at some point to somebody. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to hold a grudge against the current government because of that. Mm. Interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'm in two. I really have. Always, and this is what I mean when sometimes my mom says something and I disagree with her. And sometimes she says something and I agree with her because I'm always in such two minds about it. And it also depends on where you're up to and where your state of mind is when the topic particularly comes up. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I must admit, this conversation has opened. It's opened my eyes and my heart, Andrew, to the possibilities that exist out there. Is, isn't it great? This is what the Olympics and sport can produce in people. Exactly. It's yeah. Yes. And um and someone who's going to have the opportunity to experience that is Brisbane, because Brisbane has been announced as 
a host city for the Olympics. Indeed. Now, this is it, they. I, this is not the first time that Australia's had the Olympics. No, Australia had the Olympics in uh, the year two thousand in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. And 1956, we also had it in Melbourne. Of course. Um, so Brisbane will now be hosting it in 2032, which Very is cool. 11 years from now. And let's be honest, what will the Olympics look like then? Who knows I where mean, we will be? I guarantee yeah. that half of Australia will still be waiting for the vaccination. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, what was really interesting with this Olympics, I think we've spoken about it in the past, part of the reason why Brisbane got the Olympics is because it was had so many purpose-built um, sporting grounds already. The amount of investment they were going to have to do was much, much, much less. I think they're only building one or two new stadiums. Right. And the rest of it will be reusing stuff because they've learned from things like Rio and they've learned from things like Beijing where you build these enormous stadiums and then six months later they're abandoned and they're falling into disrepute and no one's using them. So I know that part of the criteria for picking Brisbane for the Olympics was that it had so many purpose-built venues already. It also means the Olympics will be spread out a lot more. They're yep. not all going to be in one city on top of each other because they have to use, hey, it was a really good sporting ground that's 10 kilometres away. Let's use that. Let's not build another one next to the other thing. So there's this whole concept of an Olympic village or an Olympic precinct is kind of going and it's going to be a lot easier to get to events in isolation but your opportunity of you know catching the basketball in the morning then walking over to see the swimming and then finishing up at the track yeah. that's probably not going to happen this time yeah fair enough well i mean it'll be it'll be interesting i, I mean to me the most interesting aspect of all of it is just where we will be um that yeah. that, that to me is just i i really hope that you know this time last year, I was saying this time next year, I'm sure we'll all be fine. Um, yep. So I'm not going to say that anymore. Really I'm really interested to see how Tokyo goes over the next two weeks or so. so I mean, I, they already had are, a positive. Yeah. testing positive. Yeah. Like four or five have tested positive. And if you, have you been reading about these beds? No. Oh, you haven't read about the anti-sex recyclable beds? No. No. Oh, this is, you have to check this out. So the Olympic Village, they've got these apartment complexes okay and the beds are made out of recycled cardboard the whole idea is that once the games are over you can literally go in there and flat pack the beds into folded down cardboard that can then be taken and recycled but of course all the athletes are saying i'm sleeping on a couple of cardboard boxes this is so only one athlete can get in there at the time and they're anti-shag beds Right. So, of course, a bunch of athletes have decided uh, that they will try and prove that wrong because, you know, if the, you know, the second sport of the Olympics is knocking boots in the village after you finished your event. Right on. Um, so this is going to be sort of, you know, how many bed catastrophes do we have uh, over the next two weeks or so and how many superstar athletes are, are laid low because I can't imagine your million-dollar basketball team should be sleeping on bits of recycled cardboard. No. Um, Tokyo might be environmentally friendly, but not sure we want a, a $240 million, seven foot tall basketball player sleeping on a couple of recycled newspapers. Well, let's give them some comfort, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I don't think they'll be staying in the Olympic Village anyway. Those, some of the best, the best tend to stay out of it. But yeah, those are the, uh, the anti sex recyclable beds of the Tokyo Olympics. Right on. Um, so check those out on eBay. Exactly. Which so far is the only good thing to come out of this Tokyo Olympics, it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll watch and learn. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Well, I'm not going to watch, but I'll try to learn. No, I, I've <laughs> never been more apathetic about an Olympic in my life. I, yeah, I saw I... The, the Australian Olympic Commission just basically, normally they come out and they say we're going after this many medals and this and this event. They basically just came out with a shrug emoji this year and went, yeah. we don't know. 
you know, yeah. like I, I'm just like, I, I mean, all jokes aside, I will watch, of course, but I'm just like, I'm not, it just doesn't feel, there's no electricity. And I feel I hear. so bad for the athletes that are there because like I said last time, this is, this is some of their, their only shots. And it's, I'm not going to say that no one cares, but it's, oh, I would say it's, it's very much overshadowed, shadowed yeah. by everything else that's going on. Uh, we will talk about it. I'm sure we'll jump on two weeks from now and Indeed. we'll have a bunch of highlights to talk about from the Olympics um, because God knows nothing else is happening in this world right now. Um, yeah, it's like we can't lose you and I. If the Olympics are a success and there's great performances to talk about, that's fantastic. If it's a catastrophic failure, we can jump on and poke fun at it. Even better. Oh, did you freeze? Or are you just there? No, you're there. There you are. Hello. Yeah, it's like the third time we've frozen. I think the internet is telling us it's time to go. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, shout out to our sponsors, Generation UCAN. Uh, remember to go and use that coupon code Breaking the Barrier to unpack a 15% discount to their patented super starch that keeps you going harder, better, faster, stronger, above and beyond. Uh, they've got the bars, they've got the gels, they've got the powders. It's what you use when you're fueling for your long runs, Andrew. Um, have they sent you the swag of stuff yet that they promised? I, I do. I, I, I did receive a big box of different varieties of the uh, UCAM bars. Ooh. So I've got like basically a big box of boxes of the UCAM bars. So wow, yeah, those are there. Um, we, and the second this five kilometer restriction drops, I'm coming over with a bag. Right on. It's like <laughs> it's like trick or treat. Yep. Yes. Nice. Halloween trick and treat where you get swole at the end of it. That's it. That's the way to go. Yeah. And if you want to get swole, get swole for Spartan. Indeed. Get swole to Spartan. The Spartan races, of course, is that race that is challenging a million people to get off their couches to push themselves harder than they ever thought possible. You might even say above and beyond what they ever thought possible in the world's most amazing obstacle course race. So visit the Spartan website here in Australia, find a race that is local to you, or if you want to try and travel, if you can, you can do that too. Whichever race you choose, use the coupon code SUPERMAN on checkout for 15% off of that race. If you have more than five people in your party and you want to race as a team, let me know. Message the Breaking the Barrier podcast Instagram or the Melbourne Superman Instagram, and I will get the admin fee waived for you as well. So again, that's the Spartan AU website. Use the coupon code Superman. And Zach is frozen again. So I'm just going to keep talking until he gets back. It's not the computer. It's the internet. Oh, hey, I don't is. know. There's, it's like, you know, I have a house with two teenage girls. You just know that they're streaming the entire internet 24-7 here. So I just get little blips of reception and Wi-Fi whenever I can. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go, man, because it's going to be embarrassing if I glitch for like the fourth or fifth time because you can edit whatever you want into those gaps. Fair enough. I will just keep <laughs> myself talking. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this crazy, controversial episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We will catch you next time.